0: Hello, good evening. Coming up tonight on Business Life, pressure mounts on National Petroleum Authority to immediately address poor quality concerns from Central Oil Refinery as the Association of Oil Marketing Companies fears that could affect confidence in the sector. Meanwhile, the Institute for Energy Security calls for stiffer punishment for Central Oil Refinery for supplying fuel that did not meet the regulator's specification.
1: We want to see a stiffer punishment and so... Uh, that lies at the ambit of the MPA, but we think that um, suspend the license is not enough. It must be stiffer than what we are seeing today.
0: Tonight we are live with the regulator and some players in the industry. Also in this bulletin, Ghana exits World Bank's list of 10 countries in the world with the highest food inflation after significant reduction in the consumer price index over the past six months locally. Plus, addressing the challenge of access to finance for micro, small, and medium enterprises, we will tell you about the launch of a project spearheaded by the central bank.
2: I am extremely excited that one of the key objectives of this project is to explore which fintech innovations work and how they can be scaled up to ensure growth of MSMEs.
0: We have details of these and many others lined up for you. Please stay. so much for your company. I am Pius Kojo and tonight I'm going to be heavy on Central Oil Refinery and its related matters. And the Association of Oil Marketing Companies has asked the National Petroleum Authority to address issues concerning the quality of some petroleum products supplied by Central Oil Refinery. According to the Association, many oil marketing companies have raised alarm about the quality of some products from the oil refinery company. Now, they explain that a complaint situates the inability of their petroleum service stations, pumps to efficiently dispense central products, as well as other quality issues, resulting in a significant number of customer complaints since 1st February 2024. A statement issued by the group stressed that the reliability and quality of petroleum products are of utmost importance to the oil industry and consumers. And Chief Executive Officer of the Association of Oil Marketing Companies, um, Kukwa will pretty soon join us via Zoom for more on that. And I'm told um, we'll get to speak to the Head of Quality Control at the National Petroleum Authority, Ubeda um, Sahid, for more on this. Thanks so much, sir, for your time here on Business Life. Now, following the statement issued by the two energy think tanks, um, we have also seen this letter by the oil marketing companies. And it appears that this is more serious than we initially thought.
3: Yeah, thank you very much for having me, and thank you to all your listeners and viewers. I think uh, the issue already started some weeks when we uncovered that there was some discrepancy in the testing that we conducted as our normal monitoring process. And we found that there was some disparity in the values we had compared to what was sent to us. Subsequently, we suspended the sale of that particular product. And we have to find out whether it affected some stations. Yes, indeed, it affected some stations, but some stations were selling normal and there were no issues. And it's also because it's, the issue has to do with the vapor pressure of the petrol. It's temperature dependent. So it depends on the temperature of where the product is, and also the amount of previous product that uh, was present before the addition of this new product. So there were a number of the stations who took the full consignment, the petrol, and yet they will have... They have not experienced any problem in their selling well. Hmm. So, uh, I wouldn't ahead. say that, I would say that to a large extent the issue is under control because we have held meetings of Central Refinery and where it is necessary, where any of the OMC have brought it to our attention and there's the need, we have evacuated the product back to the refinery to be corrected. I see. Get us some clarity on this issue. Has the National Petroleum Authority
0: just withdrawn approval given to Centu for a product, or there are plans to stop it
3: from selling finished petroleum products? We must understand that this is just a particular bag of petrol. Mm. So it's not all the product. They are currently selling diesel. There's no problem with the diesel and other parameters coming from the refinery. This is a very complex refinery than what we have dealt with in the past in Ghana here, be it Temora Refinery, Platon, or Aquaba. So sometimes we are in, uh, I would say, new areas and certain things that we anticipate do not happen. And we have always responded quickly to bring the situation under control. Now, um, the oil marketing... So, all right. Maybe you want to finish up your point. Yeah, so I was saying that it is a particular bag in a tank that we have that issue. Other than that, we have been monitoring, and like I said, the diesel has been very good, very low sulphur, and it's not having any pro- problem since they started production. All right. So I want a clarification from you on
0: this as well. Oil marketing companies have made several requests for you to act on them. Are you going to respond to their concerns, especially um, the likes of the Energy Institute of Energy Security calling for tougher sanctions against Central? It seems, it seems we've lost um, Saheed on the line. As and when he comes on, he will respond to us on that subject matter. But we've got to stay a while longer on this and also uh, let you uh, know that we've been joined by Zoom, Michael Busenbill, the chief executive officer of Petro one of the Thank Thanks so much uh, for your time. Now, as a player in the industry, what really do you make of this development?
4: Um, thank you very much. I think I'm I, I'm happy that uh, it's taking action on this. Um what I'll say is we I mean, we have to work together. Um the bottom line is the consumer's interest must be protected. We're in this business to ensure that we deliver quality petroleum products to the market. The refinery too has invested heavily. In this investment has been made with a view to delivery quality. Um, yes, this is a test run error. And so if there are some errors in the system, the refinery should quickly take the, the necessary steps to, to rectify. Um, I, I believe that nothing should be done to compromise the quality of the products um, for the consumer. Mm. And, and we, we, we have to work together. We need a refinery, but also the consumer also requires quality products. I mean, some of us um, have decided that for that spec of uh, uh, petrol, we are not buying it because we do not want our consumers to uh, suffer uh, the consequences of bad products. Uh, as uh,
0: But it seems you've lost Michael Bosonville as well, internet challenges. I'm told Michael is back, um, Sahid uh, ubey to um, speak to us on the uh, issue I asked him about. And thanks so much, sir, uh, for coming back to us. Now, I asked earlier, um, there's been concerns about um, tougher punishment and sanctions against Central. and I'm asking whether you, you will consider that. i for me.
3: Yes, yes. Uh, yes, I go ahead. Yes. Uh, go ahead. Management is still uh, considering the issue. Rather unfortunate.
0: Sahid. line has frozen again. Michael, you are back. So you are making a point, Michael. I oh.
4: was making a uh, point that we, we should work together. And ensure that the consumer receives quality, because um, in as much as it is a refinery in Ghana, and we are committed to promoting its you know work, we want to work with the refinery and make sure it produces products that meet our specifications. Because some of us we have invested in brands, you know we we believe in delivering quality to our consumers, and so we will not compromise, you know, to buy products of. Uh, no uh, quality just because it is refined in Ghana, mm. but we also love we also love to to patronize a Ghanaian refinery, and as I indicated earlier um when we did the checks on the the diesel and and we noticed that the quality was good, we did not hesitate to to buy from them for but for the gasoline that is the petrol uh, which we we have issues with we have I mean, and I'm speaking for PetroSol. I mean, we have decided to refrain from buying the the petrol, you know, from the refinery. And and I'm just saying that whatever the issues are, uh, we want to entreat the refinery to, you know, try and rectify... It
0: seems the internet isn't favoring us this time around at all. We just heard uh, Michael speak to us on some of the challenges they are facing as a result of buying products from um, Central Oil Refinery. All right, so I've got to try um, Sahid once more and see whether this time around the connection is better. Sahid, if you are on, um, if you can make that quick comment for me on the part of the sanctions um, to Central.
3: Yes, uh, Yes, I was... I wanted to make the point that Michael landed, like he also alluded that the diesel so far is very good than we've been expected. Uh, I have dealt with refineries for over 10 years, and I realize that, especially when you are starting up, even when it's an existing refinery, and it's working and shut down and restart, it always has challenges, particularly with the petrol. So, uh, we as a regulator, we are doing everything possible to ensure that we have the required quality on the market. Uh, on Monday, we have a me- we had a meeting with Sento, and we have enumerated some of the things that are measures that we have put in place to ensure this doesn't happen again. Uh, but they said uh, is some of the issue. I- as I indicated earlier, we are in a new uh, well, I say experience and some of the things that has been it has been challenging but I'm sure we'll overcome. In respect of the sanctions, like I said, it's an issue that management have not completed with we are still looking at which OMCs are affected at what extent. And all these things feed into the decisions that management will take at the end of the day. So we have not completed the total issue at stake Yes, we have stopped the sale of it. Yet, some people are still having some consignment, and until we put the whole picture into play, uh, management will not be in the position to conclude and take a final decision. Mm. A quick one, a quick one on the compensation
0: bit. And um, so, to those um, that this consignments have had impact on their uh, vehicles or consumption, basically, uh, what becomes of them? Any arrangement for them? S-
3: so far, I-, I have to indicate that. The issue, the problem mainly is about the ability of the stations to pump. So it is the vapor pressure that was a bit higher than the required. Some stations have commingled it with other products and because of that they didn't experience problems and are not aware of vehicles, the fact that it will have some effect on vehicles. So until we complete all these issues and know what exactly or the extent of effect will not be able to say. But from where I sit, I don't think it will have any major impact on usage to individual bankers. Very well. Thank
0: you very much, Biddelah Sahid, head of quality control at the National Petroleum Authority speaking to us there. So watching Business Life. Meanwhile, the Institute for Energy Security is calling for stiffer punishment.
1: We've seen some oil marketing companies that didn't abide by, by the rules, apart from uh, some revocation uh, of license, uh, others were charged. We want to see a stiffer punishment, and so uh, that lies at the ambit of the MPA. But we think that um, suspend the license is not enough, it must be stiffer than what we are seeing today. Um, the MPA still have the mandate to regulate and monitor activities within the downstream sector, and you can only perform uh, activity within the space, if you are permitted and if a licence, we want um, going forward. MPA must publish all licences issued to petroleum service providers, be it a storage facility, an oil marketing company, um, a refinery, if this is made public, uh, available on their own websites. As somebody who that deals with, sent you has that form of assurance because they can attest that this is the license given to SEM2 with this number. So let's see some, uh, you know, publication of this license and permit. It gives that assurance to investors and other stakeholders. The Ghana Standard Authority is the body mandated to set standards for our uh, products and services and ensure that uh, we comply by the same standard that is set. And so if we are getting a product that is... um, far you know deviates from what the standard is then of course uh, we can call on Ghana's standard authority to also speak to this issue did they get a quality certificate from sent adjusting to the products that this is the kind of sulfur there's a kind of viscosity we have if they fail to do this and watched on for this product to come onto the market then of course they didn't do uh well in their work they must ensure together with the MPA that we don't have these incidents playing out. Other than that, we might be compelled to seek redress from the law courts. You're
0: still watching Business Life with me, Pios Kojo Baka. More after this break. And welcome back to Business Life. Ghana has now gotten out of the World Bank's list of top 10 countries in the world with the highest food inflation rate. This was contained in the latest World Bank food security report. George Yaffe has the rest of the story.
5: Ghana's improvement in the World Bank rankings can be linked to some significant progress made when it comes to foodstuffs and farm produce supply onto the market, which has gone a long way to improve the country's food inflation situation and prices on the market. The Ghana School Service data showed that a major driver of inflation over the last two months is non-food inflation rate, like housing, rent and clothing. Ghana, over the past two years, had featured prominently in this report put out by the World Bank. But now it appears that changes at the local level is impacting positively on how Ghana is ranked when it comes to the global look of countries with high food inflation. For some, this could send signals to investors that measures are being taken locally to reduce inflation rate, despite the recent spike. Bank of Ghana has projected that inflation could end the year at around 15%. However, it doesn't rule out some spikes in the coming months before it depreciates to that level by the end of this year. One is also not sure about the fact that whether we've been able to store enough from the harvest season last year and how that could impact on food supply in the coming months, and how that could also impact on the broader food inflation for this year.
0: Let's have a discussion on the back of this and go live on the phone and engage Dr. Edward Carrewe, the General Secretary of the General Agricultural Workers Union. Thanks so much, sir, um, for joining us here on Business Live. Now, we know that food inflation has been an issue in Ghana for some time now. How do you receive this report from the World Bank indicating that Ghana is out of the 10 um, countries with the highest food inflation?
6: You and then those who are listening to us. I think that, um, um, it's, 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 I mean, this is a mixed feeling. This is a good news to the extent that we are no more among the top 10 in the world with the highest food inflation, but uh, uh, this again does not also mean that we don't have a, a very high food inflation in the country. The quality is according to ranking, uh, we are not among the ten, mm-hmm. but even if we are 11, we are 12, we are 15, I mean, uh, we are still having a very high food inflation in the country.
0: Uh, and i would like you to speak up a bit for me from where you said do you think cost of food will get better anytime soon
6: well price of food will not get better anytime soon because uh, if you look at the country as a whole this is we are entering into or we are already in the lean season of the of our production season Uh, our production cycle this is a lean season you know no part of the country that we are experiencing harvesting of foodstuffs, particularly the major sta- staples, uh, staples. If you look at maize, nowhere in, the, in the, the country that we are harvesting maize at this time. Uh, you are talking about rice. Unless some rice in the uh, irrigation areas. otherwise, generally speaking, throughout the country, there are low wings. And then uh, this is also the time that uh, the southern part of the country will begin to prepare uh, their farms for uh, the major season. So this is the lean season. All food stuff that we are eating now, is a, a stock from last year. So we don't expect food prices to come down now. We expect that by the end, middle of March, to the end of March, food prices will go up and they will stay high like that until uh, we begin to harvest around June, July, Uh, in the southern
0: part of the country. Dr. Edward Kariwe, thank you so much for speaking to us here on Business Live, who is the Executive Secretary of the General Agricultural Workers Union speaking to us there. Finally, before we go, access to credit by micro, small, and medium enterprises is a major challenge in Ghana. However, the first Deputy Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Maxwell Opukwafari, believes The use of financial technology and other digital tools are critical in enhancing access to finance for micro, small and medium enterprises, thereby bridging the gap. He spoke at the launch of the MSME Innovative Financing Project in Accra. Here's more.
7: The fintech ecosystem remains a critical aspect of Ghana's financial sector. However, most micro, small and medium scale enterprises struggle to access financial products to expand their operations. Speaking at the launch of the MSME Innovative Financing Project, the first Deputy Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Maxwell. Puku Afari believes this project will inform the central bank to provide the needed regulatory framework to support MSMEs.
2: As a central bank, though price stability remains our primary mandate under the inflation targeting framework. Economic growth through credit expansion is also key concern to us and that is why a major consideration uh, is given to the impact of our policies on the real sector. For instance, much of the reforms that have been initiated within the banking sector in Ghana have been geared towards creating sound, stable, well-capitalized and profitable institutions capable of supporting the real sector and economic growth through increased lending. I am extremely excited that one of the key objectives of this project is to explore which fintech innovations work and how they can be scaled up to ensure Growth of MSMEs. My excitement stems from the fact that innovations through fintech remain top on the agenda for the Bank of Ghana, and that is why a lot has gone into developing the regulatory framework and providing the conducive environment for innovation by players. Results from this study will inform us, the regulator, on other ways in which fintechs can be used to channel resources from surplus spending to deficit financing units in the economy, especially MSMEs.
7: The project coordinator and principal investigator, Professor Eric osei Asibi, highlighted the major challenge confronting MSMEs. Uh,
8: Especially around this time where there's tighter uh, economic conditions, financing conditions, where banks are rebalancing their books and uh, are somehow not unwilling to provide finance to sectors that are seen as highly risky. And so we thought that with the emergence of technology, with the digital transformation that is currently ongoing and with the financial technology, perhaps we can leverage it to provide more innovative and sustainable financing to this sector. Some banks have started deploying technology and fintech, but there's very limited evidence, right, the extent to which this is impacting on SME financing. So this study primarily... Is being done to sort of gauge and better understand the gap that exists within the SME financing structure.
7: The MSME Innovative Financing Project is a collaborative project by the Bank of Ghana, the University of Ghana Business School, and the Development Bank Ghana to help bridge the financing gap for businesses across the country.
0: And that's all for business life. I am Paios Kojubaka. See you same time tomorrow. Bye.